Introducing the Glorious Living Podcast, a ministry of Ruwak and Jasmine Ministries, where we provide biblical insights on God's designs and purpose for your magnificent life. Here's your host, Jasmine Ford. In Christ alone, because there are a few documentaries uh, called American Gospel, but we are discussing American Gospel and Christ alone. And so today I have friends. I do have friends. It's so exciting. Um, and a husband. Praise the Lord. Dun, dun, dun. Let the church say amen. Whoever tells you that marriage is like this ball and chain, that just so irritates me. Because I am having the time of my life with my husband. And, you know, and you just newly knew. I'm going to introduce my husband first. This is Pastor Patrick Ford. Um, and we've been married, for me, it's 14 years, because God told me he was my husband a year, like 10, 10 months before, like he told him. So for me, it's 14, <laughs> but it's 13 years <laughs> married, and um, he's amazing. Um, he's, uh, when I met him, he was a barber. He still is a barber. But one of the things I love about him is that anytime he sits in his chair, he's going to minister to. And so um, his slogan is 30 minutes that will change your life um, because he does change lives. He can talk to anybody. It doesn't matter. Sometimes I mean, he had the, the pastor from the Dream Center in his, in his chair. And he was like, I was talking to some guy. I was witnessing to him. He had some church called the Dream. I'm like, the Dream Center? Like the one that's all over the world? He's like, I think so. And I'm looking up online, you know, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. You had him in your chair? So anyway, so he uh, is a beautiful, beautiful man of God. I'm so excited that he's here. Okay, I'm going to go around the room, and I'm going to start with um, Joanna. Joanna Cervantes is presently working as a math instructional coach for K-12 teachers through UCLA Center X in the Graduate School of Education. Prior to that role, she served as a math teacher in LAUSD, and she went to El Salvador, which was amazing. Amazing. Yes, very amazing. Prior, um, oh, Joanna also aspires to live out Micah 6-8 in whatever role the Lord places her in, to act justly according to the kingdom of God, to love mercy in all circumstances, and to walk humbly with our God as Lord over her life. So welcome, Joanna Zervantes. And then we also have this amazing couple. I'm so excited. my home. Let you grace my home. Um, so I'm going to start with your husband. Yes. Um, this is Steve Muse. He is a Southern California native. Okay, California man. Yes. California. He spent his. Taste and scene. California is good. It's really bad. People save their whole lives to vacation in a place I wake up every day. That's right. That's right. Um, he spent his first eight years after high school in the Navy as a hospital corps corpsman. See that? Yeah. It was during his final deployment in Operation Desert Storm while in the Saudi Arabian desert that he found wow. the Lord. Oh, that is a whole different podcast. My parents show. met in Saudi Arabia. What? That's yeah. fantastic. In an underground Bible study. Oh, oh my goodness. He was also, yeah. <laughs> you know Ramco? The, um, yeah. yeah my dad worked for them, and my mom was a school teacher, and they met in the Bible study there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you found the Lord in a grave, which is sort of underground. Yes. <laughs> 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 That's the story. Wait, we got the wrong podcast. Like, <laughs> Back. <laughs> I have to have everybody come back on and let's talk about that. Um, well, returning stateside, you said, what, baby? Nothing. I said it might be before the night's over. That's fine. Right. That's right. <laughs> I got a cup of coffee, though. So right. We're here. We are. We're Returning stateside, the Lord led him to a small church in East L.A. where he met his wife, who we're about to introduce 
Today, they have been married 25 plus years and Whoa. raised five kids. And let me tell you, her kids, your kids are amazing. Like, they are the standard. They are just amazing. Super smart, super helpful. Like, oh my gosh. And then your daughter laughs just like you. She is definitely a mini, mini me, but mini you. But <laughs> so adorable. I love them. Um, now that the last one is about to head out for college, and he's going to... Texas. Yeah, he's interesting. Woo! Texas! Yes! Jasmine's like, taste and see! That's right. He's going to be shopping for boots and Oh, no, don't tell him, don't do that. I did. I told him. I said, don't do that. Some of these are mosquito sprays. So now that the last one's about to head out for a he's looking for a hobby for middle aged men that are still in denial. This is going to be the best year of your life. Uh, not empty, just we're not, we're not schooling them, yeah. anyone. I, I, haven't, we haven't finished kicking them all out yet. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying, wow. I'll get some things to launch. <laughs> get out there. That's right. So we're still being nice and gracious. <laughs> so loving. <laughs> and last but not least, um, his beautiful wife, Elizabeth Muse. We call her Liz. Um, she was born in East LA. You call it East Los? Yes. See, that's when you know you're from. No, yeah, <laughs> she always devoted herself from a young age to excellence and perfection, which is very true. Y'all think she planned, but this woman is amazing. She excelled in school being a big nerd and soon found success in the workplace as well. But as she met, when she was meeting her husband, Steve, and having five children, um, that God taught her a new lesson. Through experiencing rowdy children, your children are never rowdy. Do they ever know what else they with you? Through <laughs> <laughs> experiencing rowdy children and wild mornings, she realized that not all things can be perfect and there is beauty in God filling in the gaps. She learned during her impossibly difficult time raising and homeschooling five children how much she needed to rely on the Lord in all that she does. She now aims to pass on that lesson to other parents who are brave enough to homeschool their children and help them maneuver the chaos. Amen. And you do that so beautifully. I homeschool. And I don't know if I'll be, you know, doing well. If I was like, please help. You have talked me from the cliff, from the edge so many times. So appreciate you so much. Okay, so we're going to dive in, and I'm just going to be asking some questions um, of you guys. So we are talking about American gospel in Christ alone. And first of all, I have to say I was so shocked to see something Christian on Netflix. It's no longer on Netflix. I know. Yes. Because when I keep sending yes. people to Netflix, yep, it's, it's not there anymore. What happened? I have no idea, but now it's on AGTV, which is why I know about that app. Right. So now it's on AGTV, which is um, American Gospel TV. Mm -hmm. It's also, they switch it to Amer uh, Amazon Prime. So every time I was sending people to it, the first thing, I don't know, there's no story. I haven't heard the story about that. I don't know. Okay. But you can find it on Amazon Prime video. And now they have their own app. So maybe they pulled it because they got their own thing going on. Right. So I was super shocked that it was out there. Mm -hmm. And there was this documentary about Christ. Like they weren't sugarcoating anything. Mm -hmm. It was about Christ. So um, tell me, what was when you first heard about it and, and watched it, what were some takeaways? Like, What was the first couple of things that you thought about? Well, I could say that, um, you know, I was, thank God, man, I was sit, sitting here sick. And, you know, Netflix gives you the little trailer of what's about to come on. And I saw Paul Washer. Mm. And he, that's my favorite preacher right there. <laughs> he's an absolutist. And I love that about preachers. Like, 
Man, just the Word of God is the truth, and there's nothing that's going to take that away. You can try to, you know, water it down. You can try to redefine it, but the Word of God is always true. And that's how I love, that's why I love his preaching. So when I saw his face on there, that made me instantly push play. Mm -hmm, yes, yes. And so, and then when I heard the way they were talking, I was like, yeah, that's what, I mean, that's just what the Bible says. And I mean, how do we get so far from just what the Bible says to now you see all this, you know, glitz and glamour and hoopla now. Mm -hmm. So that's what drove, drove me in because I, I love the word of God. Mm -hmm. You know, I thank God for theology. I thank God for all these institutions of schools and everything. But you can just pick up the Bible and read it. It's pretty plain and clear. You know, <laughs> you know I understand that there's some things that we won't understand clearly. But, I mean, you can just read it. and It's, it's common sense. Mm -hmm. It's just it's so different than the world. Yeah. You know, because when the world tells you to hate, 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 no, God says, no, love him. And matter of fact, feed him and give him some water. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's pretty yeah. clear, but, you know, that's what drew me into it. So watching it was really refreshing because right. it was just Bible. Yes. The Word of God. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is that he came in like, you have to watch this documentary. Oh, my goodness. You know, he was like, it was the best in it. You know, and so I watched it, you know, under that guy's like, my husband was excited about something on Netflix, you know, right. no doubt. Um, that I watch TV. Yeah, because he doesn't really watch TV. And so for him to have been excited about something on TV, I was like, oh, okay, let me check. So, yeah, so I, you know, watched it and I love this, you know, the surface, just listening to it. And I felt convicted, actually, especially when he got to the part of when you preach a message that people, when people walk away, they should have, they should have Christ. That it should always point to Christ. Like the end result, no matter what message you preach, it should always point to Christ. Like I, that resonated with me because I'm thinking, okay, am I always pointing them back to Christ, or do people come and say, "Oh, that was a great message"? I felt good. I felt good, yeah. but am, but am I pointing them so that they feel passionately desiring to run after the Lord? I try to do that, but it was it was sort of a click in my spirit to make sure that I am doing that. And I had a couple of misgivings about some things. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But just what were your other like um, takeaways? Like when you first saw it, and well, I, I was excited because we we have a couple of friends that appear on it, so that was good. But I did watch it again because it was on we saw it on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there was that. Mm, I wonder how much they cut out because mm. we do know some of the testimony of Costi Hen and. Mm -hmm. And so we were really, I was at least, you know, skeptical, like how much did they let, did they not edit out? <laughs> right? Yeah, because anything about Jesus, they're going to cut, they don't want you to say the name of Jesus normally. Right. They're going to cut some stuff, yeah, yeah. Right. And make it palatable for the masses, the, but not convicting. Yeah, so I was, I was watching it with that, you know, let's see, are they going to really be truthful? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I agree with um, what Patrick said, is that I did see... It was, I mean, they had scripture going up, and they had truth, and, you know, they did share, they shared that story, Kossi's story, they didn't edit it out. I mm -hmm. mean, he was exactly what we know him to be. Mm -hmm. Oh, because you know him. You, yes. You were in yes. ministry with him. Right. Um, and so, the parts, when he's talking about his uncle and just the whole experience, those were the parts where you're thinking, like, they're, they're not going to say it all. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. even what he revealed of the lifestyle, mm -hmm. you know, that was, I, I didn't think that they would put that part in, sure. but they did. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was good. And that not only that they showed, I did expect them to say all the bad things and then <laughs> not share where the hope mm -hmm. was. And they mm -hmm. still showed. 
right. where the hope was right. in Christ. You know, mm. that he did come on a journey to say, I found real Christ in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And that's where he found it. Right. So. Yeah, it's very popular these days to say what we're against and then never say what we're for. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this really had a balance of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I kept waiting for just, you know, I kept waiting for the other, like, shoe to drop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <So>. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Um, I think my biggest takeaway of it um, was actually the... the the reality of their the testimonies of some of the people, mm. you know, and you saw the stories of you know the woman that started in kind of in one place and ended up someplace else, and the and the couple, the married couple, mm. and and their kind of like the the journey that they went through, and and they they allowed them, you know, allowed them to kind of like speak honestly, mm-hmm. and, and you. You know, because it's the one thing that you, you can't argue with is it was a person's testimony, mm-hmm. right? And it's and it's it's powerful, mm-hmm. right? And it and it changes people's lives is to hear that, you know, that amazing story. And, mm-hmm. You know, and we all crave it. I mean, even even those of us that are believers. I mean, we mentioned the, you know that I, I found the Lord in Saudi Arabia, and you're like, oh, well, let's yeah. talk about that. I mean, there's 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 power in that testimony, mm-hmm. right? And that was the thing that that I, I think was the most. To me, that was the thing I came away with more than anything was the fact that they they were willing to like call the kind of prosperity gospel and, and allow that to be kind of what it was and what it is and, and show it for what it is. But but I think the more important thing was the testimony of the people's life and allowing them to see that they started off in, in a kind of a, in, in a place that wasn't right, right, with things that, you know, bad you know opinions and perspectives and confusion and mm. complexity and depression and all the things. And, and they ended up in a place that wasn't, I mean, his wife didn't get healed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and she, there wasn't, it wasn't like it was this miraculous, like Jesus, ooh, and light, and then, you know, and then everything, everything, everything was glorious, right? There, was, there were still struggles. Mm-hmm. And she even said at the end, she's like, if I had a choice between being healed and not knowing the Lord and dealing with this pain and knowing the Lord, I would take this any day, mm-hmm. right? And I remember that. That was the part that I walked away from. I'm like, the fact that they showed that yeah. on a big screen TV right. you know, <laughs> yeah. was amazing. But to me, that was the part that I walked away from going. And to see it like in her eyes when she was saying that, you know, and the genuineness of her heart, mm-hmm. like you, you, that's like, you can deny God all you want, but you can't deny that testimony. Mm-hmm. Right. And in the background was the IV lead needles yeah. and the poles. And, yeah. I mean, you you could see behind her, she wasn't fooling around. Right. Right. This wasn't just TV. This wasn't just props. This right. Was, exactly. This and she was still real. sick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She was still sick. Um, I, lo- I liked her testimony at the end when she, I had a little pushback on it when she said even her name is Catherine Berger I think Mm -hmm. she said even if she had the opportunity to be healed she wouldn't oh that was the part I was like whoa let's pull back on that um because I understand I don't understand where her heart was before the illness took on because illness strips you of everything right um it strips you and it gets you can get down to the core of everything like the core of your relationships you things become more important that are supposed to be important and so she was stripped in that way, and so I don't know who she was before, but with the illness she, and her uh, following, like you know, the the guidelines of just it's just Christ alone. Let's just talk about Jesus Christ. I got that, but when she said, "Oh well, even if I had the opportunity to be healed, I wouldn't," that I was like, "Wait," because I just have an issue with that. 
Was there an and? Like, be healed and not no. know Jesus? I thought she said, even and, if I had the opportunity to be healed, I wouldn't. And I started to mention that to you. That took me aback as well. Yeah, I don't get that. See, I, that, now, I, when I heard her say that, I was kind of like, that even brought me more tears. Because it just gave me an understanding, like, look, you don't know how dependent I am upon the Lord every mm -hmm. moment of my life. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose that. And if it means if I get healed, that intimacy that I have with him ah. right now, I'd rather not be healed. Mm -hmm. Because being healed means, you know, maybe I'm going to go jogging and I'm not going to be spending all this time with the Lord. That's the way I received it. Like, she was a child. Oh, my God. Like, you don't know. You don't know where I was prior to this this wonderful Jesus coming See, into my life. Yeah, and yes. so now that he's in my life, this sickness and all this, mm. look, I know, I, look, I have to depend on him every moment of every minute, of every hour, of every day, of every week, of mm. every month, of every year that I get through it. I, it's, and you don't know that. I know there's a peace in there because I, I know that peace. Mm -hmm. right. I don't care what the situation is. And come on, God, I'm your son. Mm. <laughs> you, man, you have to be God. You're God. You can't be anything less than that. Right. So here I am. And you and you do hear how the Spirit is that much more merciful and gracious when people are going through hard times. You know, you read about. Um, I just read a story about uh, pastors in prison in um, North Korea, mm. right? Being and they were POWs and until they got released and how they were sharing scripture with each other through the wall and you know trying to get scraps of paper to write encouraging verses mm -hmm. to one another and how when they got released and saw each other they said there was a little part of them that wanted to go back because they knew in the spirit how gracious mm -hmm. and how much more mercy is poured upon in that time of need mm -hmm. and so now that you say that yeah. I see that but yeah. Probably because, like I said, I was watching it with a bit of skepticism, waiting for something. Yes. To yes. Come. That wasn't my first reaction. Yeah, mine either. I was like, huh, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. I understand because I don't know where her heart was before. Right. We can find out more because it's a documentary on just, just her and her husband on AGTV. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh. There you go. There you go. Russell and when you said brother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, similar to what what Patrick was saying was, you know, I, the way I heard it, in fact, I remember as, as she said it, I was kind of thinking it through and I'm like, she was a rich person made poor, mm. right? Because before she was like all fit and she was into her fitness and she was, mm -hmm. there was pride Everything. and idolatry yeah. and that, mm -hmm. and all that was taken away from her, mm -hmm. right? And we look at it from a health perspective and go, nah, mm -hmm. pain, and we're right. I mean, pain can be devastating, mm -hmm. but you look at it from a wealth standpoint, mm -hmm. right? And how easy it is to get lost in that, you know, and, and Jesus was very specific about people that, you know, that were rich, mm -hmm. right? And their wealth. And, and so she was made poor. And in that poverty, then she found Christ at a level that she would have never, ever, if, if she hadn't gone through that. And, and to me, I think she came out of that. I mean, it's the same thing with you know, me going into the desert in Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. right? It was a terrible, terrible thing, and unfortunately. You know, and and there, was, there was devastation and death and pain and agony, but out of that, God created beautiful things, right? And, and he brought me out. And what I, you know, what I, if you asked me, would I have rather have not have gone there and had to have been a part of that? Like, I would like to have said, no, I wouldn't have gone there and been a part of that. But then I run the risk of, right. if I hadn't, would I have not met the Lord? Mm -hmm. And I would more than likely just be yes. dead. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. because I was on a path to destruction and accelerating. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's a great point. I mean, just kind of what he said, you know, when the world is looking out and, and how Jasmine was saying, that's how you know people are saved when they can extend that. But the world always says, well, I can't be a Christian because of the hypocrites. But well, that's we're a, still sinners, Christ. But we're right. saying if it's not Christ alone, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if we're not hypocrites, then yeah. that's about our works. And then we become mini gods. And then we become mini gods, right? Which is something that was said on that yeah, movie. Was, yeah. I was horrified <laughs> by it, and um, I, I told Jasmine I'd say this because I want I you know after I watched it I want to talk with her so much about it because we just go when we start talking just like wait. <laughs> Uh, so I promised I'd wait. One of the things that I thought um, that struck me, um, I think it was Benny Hinn when he mentioned about that God is three, mm -hmm. Christ is three, the Spirit is three, and so there's nine of them. That's almost exactly with the same meter and the same volume, the line from a Shakespeare play that is represented by the evil or the witches in the play. Wow. It says three is he, three am I, three are we, and nine in all. Oh, the muses are those. Well, it's the, muses. it's the weird sisters, the yes, witches yes, yes. in Macbeth. And as soon as I heard him say hmm. that, that's exact. I I said I I've heard that before. I'm like this is what evil is represented. Mm. It's the representation of evil, and it was a satanic representation. And for him to say and attribute that to, to our God, that's blasphemy. It was blasphemy. I was just, I got sick to my stomach. <laughs> right, there was a lot. There was a lot, but that was, that struck me. I think that was a real vivid memory for me because I had a connection for that, of knowing where that originated. And people don't know. And people don't know. And that's the beauty of like even watching documentary. I just thought to myself, you know, how much am I teaching the word of God? Like, am I like maybe I'll do a verse, but am I teaching them how to learn it on their own? How to learn how to dive into the word of God on their own? Like, you were like, I'm reading it, but I need someone maybe to bring some illumination. You know, again, this whole book of Revelation, I know you say I'm blessed if I read it, but I need some revelation, I need someone to comment alongside me. And when people say things like that, it, like it, it quenches the Holy Spirit. And so there were a few things that I was just like, wow, because, you know, I, I think that we who, like everyone in this room, we have witnessed to people, um, taught people, preached to, you know, to people. And for me, it was a conviction just in understanding that I have to be so careful of what I tell people, what I share with people. That, his, that I'm not going to say anything other than what the Word of God says. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to make something up. Um, I, <laughs> I was in the grocery store, and there's this, a, a, a cult running around town. And they would walk up to you and say, oh, um, have you heard of the statement that God is mother? Mm -hmm. And I went to town. Like, she excused herself. Like, I didn't have to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy right now. She excused By the time I was done with her, she, she excused herself. And I told her one thing. I said, do you see that in the Word? Show me in the Scriptures where God refers to himself as a mother. I said, so, but if people don't know that, they're like, oh, really? Oh, I didn't. Oh, that, <coughs> that makes me feel more nurtured towards God. You know, because that's the idea. They're trying to draw them in with a lie. 
But I'm like, if you don't, I said, read your word. I said, you must refer to God the way he refers to himself. Right. You can't just make up stuff and say, oh, that, you know, that just makes me feel good. Well, now you have taken this amazing, wonderful, beautiful God and brought him down to your little stinking thinking. That's my husband always says his name. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you've brought him down to your level. And that is that we're supposed to go up to his level. And he said, my ways are not your ways. So you're not going to understand everything. But um, I just, I really love your testimony because I think it used to bother me that when people got to a certain level, they never shared their testimony. Not the gritty, you know, the gritty like, oh no, I was BC, we call it BC days. BC, oh, it was some hot mess going on. Because people have to believe that he's not, he he said, I came for the lost. And when we're lost, he's like, I came for that. And so many times we get into church and this is one thing about, uh, they didn't touch uh, touch on it in the documentary, but... When we're sitting in a church and we're sitting pretty and sitting perfect and people think, oh, I have to be that. And then they hide. Right. You know, is there a place for us to uncover ourselves and say, no, this is what I struggle with. And is it in there? We creating places in America in our churches where it's not it's like, no, let's dive into that because Christ came for that. Right. He came for that thing, too. And that thing that you struggle with. You know, is there repentance going on in the churches? You know, that was one thing, like, when they talk about Jesus Christ, you know, crucified and Christ alone, like, it, it's not about, oh, do you have enough faith to be saved? Do you have enough faith? Yeah, I, I'm going to pray. Like, when my father passed away, I remember being in the hospital, and God told me, um, they asked us all to leave, um, and as we are leaving, the hospice team was coming in, they were going to give them a bath. And I remember the Holy Spirit told me, this is the last bath your dad was going to have on this side. Like, he's, this is his last bath. And everyone is talking, you know, because, you know, when you're sitting with the sick, you know, you're laughing or maybe you're sad or whatever. Everyone's laughing, but I heard him. And I knew that that was just going to be his last bath. But I was concerned, like, has he come to know the Lord? And as I walked out, my sister said to me, oh, you know, my husband, I, she said, her husband's a pastor. She's good. We witnessed to, to dad and he gave his life to the Lord, you know, a year ago. And I was like, well, praise the Lord. Well, he's ready to go in. But God uh, consoled me because he said, this is his last. But right when I walked out of that hospital room, she said that to me. He encouraged you. Yeah, yeah, just encouraged me. And so my thing is, are we we uh, creating, like, in the American version of the gospel, which I want you to touch on. Mm -hmm. But in the American version, are we focused on the exterior things demonstrating your faith? Mm-hmm. You know, is it because there are a lot of things we don't have to deal with. We don't have, we, um, every time Patrick prays, and you can touch on this too, he always thanks God that we live in America. Because if I, if I say I want um, Japanese ramen, which is our favorite thing right now, mm-hmm. there's like 20,000 different places I can go find some Japanese. And I can go to another city that's right up the street. Fullerton has one of the best that I love. <laughs> um, I can just go, you know what I mean? I can go to another city. There's like, right. we even have an app where people complain you know, or, or give right. praise on whether the food choices or this restaurant or whatever. And we just are so blessed. So there are certain things that we don't have to deal with, that certain things that we're not praying for. So it's not that, um, sometimes it's not the base level. But what, what were your takeaways? Because I, yeah. I mean, it was, it was meaty and, and hefty and it was a conviction to me. But what were your well, takeaways? So it was our pastor that recommended it to us because Matt Chandler is over Acts 21, 21 Ministries yes. and the church that we go to. Um, the, he's a part of that ministry and that church is as well. And so that's what we first got introduced to it. But I connect to your testimony on like the prosperity gospel piece. So as I kind of like try to answer your question about takeaways, I was trying to bucket my ideas into themes. Don't bucket, just, just No, I've got a bucket. I've got the bucket. I've got buckets. One, two, and three. Okay, okay. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the Glorious Living Podcast. We pray you have been inspired to share the gospel, walk in obedience to the Holy Spirit, and to shine brightly for Jesus. For more resources, check out our website at ruwalkandjasmine.com. Remember, Jesus loves you and Jesus is Lord.